Welcome back to another episode of Women Pepper Wet Podcast, bringing you the latest, the laughter, and the lessons we learn along the way. The lemon is what leaves a sour taste in our mouth, the pepper is the hot topic that has everybody talking, and the wet is what quenches our thirst and gives us life. I'm Bethany. And I'm Malcolm. (laughs) Oh my god, get out, get out. Get out. Oh my god, okay. Today we're talking about Malcolm Emery, which is like a hot topic that everybody's been talking about. It's such a hot topic. It's also a wet. It's a, I mean, there's multiple things. Yeah. So I wrote down, as we watched this last night, Christina, you watched it twice. Mm-hmm. I watched it once, and I took some some notes. My note app okay. has some things that I, I thought of. Let's get into it. All right. First. First off, um... The, the point of the movie or the main plot of the movie is a couple having an argument and it's... Spoiler alert. Spoiler if you alert. If have not seen it, just turn the, just turn the episode Catch off. Catch us next week. Yeah. I don't know. Watch it and then listen to this. Yeah. But there is, the whole movie is a fight between a, a couple. Mm-hmm. After the biggest night of Malcolm's life, he premieres his latest movie and... Off the bat, we noticed that his girlfriend, Marie, has an issue. Mm-hmm. But the one thing I took away from this was they fought, but it wasn't a healthy fight. No. Or was it a healthy okay. fight? They fought. I think I think what was what stood out to me is I think it was a little bit of both. I think okay. I felt very much like I've seen myself. It, at different times and relationships and lots of different points in the movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think that there were some times when they were being, well, specifically Marie, I feel like she was being very vulnerable and open. And at certain, at certain points, I was like, okay, this needed to be said or this needed to come out. Yeah. But just the way <laughs> in which they were doing it. So he's he's very hype all night. And he's like get, getting drunk. He wants to celebrate. Yes. The initial, what initiates the argument is that he forgets to thank Marie in his speech. Yeah. Um, and initially, what, how did you feel about that? Were you, did you initially feel like she's overreacting? Like, no, no. Okay. I didn't. I mean, the fact that she, she says that you thanked everybody, like you thanked everybody and to forget to thank the person that has been been your partner mm-hmm. the, that is what people call their significant other significant other yeah, even yeah. is a title for someone who holds significant right. so to just completely forget that person right. and as we go on we learn that the movie is like kind of loosely based on her life yeah. and a, a lot of other people but <laughs> loosely based on her life yes. to forget that person to thank her it feels fucked up and I think the reason why the Although it was like minor, like he could have just, he could have said, you know what? Oh my God, I am so sorry. 
Thank you so much. I want you to know. I thank you. I appreciate you. Like, list everything. The, and that's the thing. Like, the thank you didn't come till the very end when everyone he didn't was all even say battered and bruised. He did. When they laid down to go to sleep, he said thank you. And she said, you're welcome. And But that was after they had literally been through fucking desert storm. It was <laughs> it was his ego. It was, it was his, his ego. ego that would not allow him to be like, yo, I really fucked up. I yeah. know it was my big night. I know it was my movie. I know it was me, 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 but I forgot you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Thank you. You know, that's literally all that had to be done, but maybe it didn't. Maybe there was more. Like, maybe I, like... At first, I was feeling a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. not even at first. Like, through a lot of parts of the movie, I felt uncomfortable. But I was like, you know what? They ha- they fought before, but they ain't never had this type of fight. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the way the stage is set, that they are in this rented place that the studio or whoever put them up in... Mm-hmm. They're literally in the middle of nowhere. Right. No one can hear how hard they're yelling or how loud they're yelling. It was like, honestly, if you're going to get some shit off your chest, this is the perfect place to do it. Yes. Maybe but it was a little therapeutic. Like, in, in the most fucked up of ways, I'm like, cathartic. yo, yeah. this probably feels really... It feels bad, but it probably feels really good mm. just to, like, yeah. let the chopper sing. <laughs> <laughs> I 100% agree. And like I said, I think that they both probably revealed some things to the other person that needed to come out for the sake of their relationship at some point. They also just needed a therapist in the room, though. They needed a therapist like four years ago. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because they obviously have been through a lot, as do people, like, you know, people in relationships. They go through a lot of shit. Um... And then you realize that this all just been pent up for Mm -hmm. years (laughs) inside of both of these people. My issue was, my issue with the the characters individually was that Malcolm seemed to play very dirty. I don't personally love the name calling game. Yeah. I just think that it is abusive and Zendaya's character did say that. Like she came out and she was like, how can you be so compartmentalized that you can verbally abuse me while eating your mac and cheese. And that I, just I that, made for you. Yeah, I'm like that is pretty spot on. Like yeah. you're calling her delusional. You're calling her a mental patient. You're holding the fact that you helped her through a very dark time against her. Like the worst thing a person can do, I feel like, is to be like, remember when I did X, Y, and Z for you? This is and why people don't open up. This and is why, this is why people don't like share their secrets or ask for help because Mm -hmm. you're you're so afraid of the like retaliation yeah don't weaponize your good deeds against me please yeah and i just feel like if if i had to choose one greater offense that would be it for me like i just felt like he was so caught up in really trying to hurt marie Mm -hmm. As opposed to like work through whatever they were going through. I feel like Marie was hella antagonistic. She kept coming back from more. On the other side of the coin. Yes. I think it's the delivery and it's the choice of words. Because Mm -hmm. in the very same breath, she was mirroring some of his actions, but not in the way that he did. Like... 
him being a man and bigger than her, him saying, I can snap you like a twig, like, that seems, like, very violent. That's a violent metaphor that's to a, use. That's a yeah. very violent metaphor to use, but she was going, she was throwing some verbal blows at his she ass, She was throwing too. some verbal blows, but I feel like they were more so, like, they were hits to his ego, like you said. Yeah. Like, he, she called him mediocre. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But Using things against your partner that you know is going to hurt them. Yeah. You, she knows that's a weak point for him. Like, he's an artist. Like, yeah. of course, he's he is going to be very critical of himself. Right. And he also knows people are going to be critical of him as well. So to use very specific words that is going to fuck with him. Yeah. And stick with him and, like, make him think, like, damn... Am I really mediocre? Yeah. Damn. Am I really not talented? Like, she knows this. Yeah. So I feel like... Everybody go to your corner. Everybody go to your corner. Like, they were both fucked up in a lot of things they did yeah. and said to each other that night. Yeah. Um. I... Yeah. I also feel like some very good points about the other person were being made because I felt like... I know we all felt this collectively. I feel like I could speak for the entire audience. When the I say, world. Like, we were exhausted. Yes. Like, I was The scared. toxicity of it all. <laughs> like, I mean, but I think it's kind of, it's kind of, in a, in a short one and a half or one hour, 40 minute, like, movie or however long it was, it was like, this is actually how, what people, what they did in this one night is what people do over the course of their entire relationships. Yeah. Like the whole makeup to breakup game. It seemed so like insanity that they could literally fight. Scream, I hate Scream, you. I hate you to each other. And then the next one would be like rolling around on the carpet, like telling each other how beautiful and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, this is so wild to see it happening so quickly back to back. But for real though, that's what That's how it do. happens. Yes. That's how it happens. Like that, this is a textbook toxic relationship. Yeah. And... I guess I think a lot of people felt that it was exhausting because they've probably been in mm. something similar. Mm-hmm. Have you ever fought with a partner like this? Um, I have, and I have, but not sober. Like we were both very, very, very fucked up. Or any time that I've ever fought with anybody like that, I for certain have been drunk, drunk <laughs> amongst other things. Like there were probably a lot of things at play. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't. It took me a while to be in a relationship and not fight fight like that, and realize like there's way to come to resolution and to resolve issues, and like it's also okay to step away, and we can revisit this conversation conversation in a healthier way yeah like it took a a less foggy state of mind yeah it took me a long time to to realize that that's a possibility and like I kind almost equated like how hard I fought with someone to how hard we loved each other Mm. that's what I'm gonna say ding 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 on the toxic (laughs) shit (laughs) Yeah, that's a, that's a sign. That's a sign. Okay. That's a red flag numero uno. But but it's really how I felt. Like I felt like oh my god, we're so passionate, we're so in love, and blah 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 blah. Mm. And really, no, y'all are just both broken as hell, and y'all need help. 
Um, Y'all need help. I think the last time I got into an argument like that was Mm -hmm. the last time I got into an argument like that. Like, that was... That was definitely a very toxic relationship, definitely filled with a lot of passion slash obsession yeah. to a certain degree, and it definitely felt like, oh, we're fighting, so yeah. we're going to fight, and then we're going to make up, which is so fucked up. I, like, I cringed watching that because I'm like, you were that, bitch. Like, yeah. you were that. But at the same time, I think... um. What I also used to do was like shut down. Like I wouldn't talk. Mm-hmm. I would. I would like run from arguments more or disagreements rather, or like have an issue and just like not say anything. Like at the very beginning of the movie, where I was like, "Oh, this bitch is brewing. Yeah. Like she is about to." I like. I recognize that mm-hmm. she's doing like v- things nicely, but very passive aggressively. Like. Here's a, like, lighting cigarettes, like, just being silently aggressive as fuck. Yeah. I I knew it was about to pop off. And I feel like, I I wonder, I wonder, because she, in the beginning, says something along the lines of, like, let's not make this a fight right now. Mm -hmm. Like, and I wonder if she truly meant that, like, if she truly did not want to fight about it. Because I can also understand, like, even though... You might be seething or hurting about something for the sake of your partner and them having their moment being like, you know what, we're going to pick this up another time. Mm-hmm. Like, now is just not the time. Or if Marie was always like, yeah, we about to go in. The, you, you just said something that reminded me. Would you have chosen to fight on that specific night? I after think... After he just, like, put out, like, some of, like, at that time, his life's work... His, his, uh, I don't know, his black album. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, right, of, of his career. Yeah. I would like to think that I could respect the moment enough to put my pride aside. But it, it wasn't just her pride, though. She was le- genuinely hurt and for she good was. reason. Yes. Um, I like to, I would like to think that, you know, I would have considered the fact like, okay, this is like you said, the Black Album premiere mm-hmm. and I'm just going to let him have this tonight I'm gonna and let we'll, you talk about, we'll talk about it another time. But I don't know that I actually could have done that. I would like to think that I could have, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I actually would have. I, th- I think I probably would have been like a little annoyed. Yeah, especially as the celebratory banter like picked up. Like, and you want me to be involved in your, you know, your joy, your joy, share that with you. It was one of those, like, what kept coming up to mind, because I'm sure everybody knows that they are together. Right. But it was like, you didn't even post me on your IG. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's kind of how but it was. Like, it was like, you you can thank me privately and be, like, so with me privately, but when it matters, like... Yeah. Yeah, I think what was crucial for me was that the story was literally about her life. I mean, he claims and he says that there were a lot of different people that influenced the character of Imani, but ultimately when you figure out what happened to her and what her story was and what the what Imani's the the the, the climax the lead of character, the story. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, so this t- definitely was about your partner. Like 
to not thank the person who inspired the character at the core. Mm-hmm. At the core. Like, you can say, ugly. oh, it's very, very ugly. It's so ugly. It's it's um, lacking artistic integrity. Mm-hmm. Like, you should yes. always... He's talking about authenticity, mm-hmm. not authentic at all. Mm-hmm. Like, you, how could you, a black man story... Or a black man tell the story of a woman... Uh-huh. With addiction, if you've never been that. Where did that come from? Where did it come from? How could you forget to cite where it came from? What are your sources, my nigga? What are your sources? I'm right here. I'm next to you. Ah! You couldn't even tell everybody. It hurts my feelings. Because, I mean, the, the part where she was like, you know... You couldn't tell people that you couldn't thank me because that would mean that it wasn't just you. Yeah. That it wasn't just your movie. Do okay, see for me when she that was an argument that happened way later in the movie. And I just feel like now I feel like she's just trying to throw jabs. Like I don't, don't know that so? she actually felt that. I think I mean, well, without the thank you, yes. But, but I feel like there was so much that had been talked about. Mm-hmm. And then she looped back around to, you know why you couldn't thank me? And it was like, but we've already, like, I don't know. I don't know. It I was- don't know. Okay, th- there's two things happening in this movie for me. And this is shit that I love. I love when there are movies and shows about making movies and shows. Yeah. Okay. So there's that part. And then there's, like, the relationship part. And so it's... It is interesting to, you know, you can't make a movie by yourself. Right. You literally can. I mean, you could try and I'm sure somebody out there has done it. Right. But it would be very, very hard to. Right. So the, the, it's a collaborative effort and he, he recognized people who were part of the collaboration except for her. Yeah. Which seems very much like I want to keep your involvement a secret for whatever reason Mm. or i just conveniently left you out even though you are my partner how could i forget you and your involvement unless it was very calculated i hate to think that because that just sounds like kind of insidious and like it does and i think i think that's i think that was probably like the turnoff for her like ew yeah you know i'm capable of greatness so you don't, you just want to keep me in this little corner so everyone can be looking at you. One thing that I was curious about outside of what was happening in this house, because mm-hmm. it, it seemed like Marie's entire character was, Marie's entire, there was nothing outside of, once she became clean, Marie, mm-hmm. the actual person, there was nothing other than now Malcolm and this movie that was being made because she, you know, even when she listed out the reasons, like, like all the things you could have said to thank me, it was all as it pertains to like Malcolm and what he's doing. Like, thank you for the hundred cuts and the hundred, like watching the movie a hundred times and Mm -hmm. your notes and your insight. And it was like, what does Marie do outside of supporting Malcolm make this movie? That I I think he touched on that. He said, you know, you didn't want to try out or you didn't bring whatever kind of energy. She's mm-hmm. an actress. Like she said she's an actress and she we saw in the knife scene how good of an actress she is. Mm-hmm. So it kind of seems like she was comfortable just chilling, like working alongside of him. But maybe she didn't actually say like, yo, 
this is an us project. At this point, at my level of involvement, like, mm-hmm. I am a part of this project. She shouldn't have had to say that. She shouldn't have had to, but... Sometimes you have to be like, sometimes you have to state the obvious just mm-hmm. so people know. And then it can never be like, well, you didn't tell me because I did tell you. To men. Yeah. It's, they need things spelled out in plain writing for them. Yeah. And because otherwise it's going to be like, oh, you're just like consulting me. Right. You know what I mean? But if I tell you straight up, like, hey, I would like a part of this film mm-hmm. i would like creative credit for this you can never say i didn't tell you mm-hmm. or you didn't know right because i told you i agree um can we talk about the acting for a second let's get to the acting because it's a what for me oh shit bitch like <laughs> the okay there were a lot of naysayers about zendaya being cast in this role yeah there were people i think mostly just about like why couldn't it be a dark-skinned woman it was that, but it was also like she's young. She's younger. Than what does him. she know about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't. See I mean, how her. young is Zendaya? I think she's like twenty four. Oh, okay, fine. She's, she's an younger actress. than him. She's an actor, but that's a whole different. Like there's all there's always been criticism against leading men mm-hmm. and their leading women are usually a lot younger than them, mm-hmm. and it's like <laughs> it's weird, but. I will say in this situation, I didn't get that. I wasn't, it wasn't feeling like predatory. Like No, it didn't feel predatory. Sometimes I think that the dialogue and her kind of like mannerisms aged her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like when she was talking about y'all just hoes and you doing your ho shit. Yeah. I was like, she sounds young. You know yeah. what I mean? She sounds young. <laughs> She's saying it very well. Like someone who is 24, 23, yeah. you know? Um, but he also doesn't strike me as like a particularly like older, no. esteemed, distinguished gentleman. No, it seemed like a regular like uh, my boyfriend's older than me situation. Yeah. Like it didn't seem like creepy. But the other criticism of Zendaya being able to pull off this role, and mm-hmm. y'all need to stop talking shit about my girl Z. Like yeah. she has proved to you that she has. The acting chops. She does. I mean, I was skeptical going in. I don't watch Euphoria. And I honestly can't even think of the last movie I've seen with Zendaya in it. Like, I mean, I know she's acting a lot. But um, I know that there's a lot of people acting a lot. So (laughs) I really went into it kind of like not... I, I didn't... I was indifferent. Yeah. About the whole thing. But... I feel like she really made me... She was very believable. She was very believable. Yeah. John David Washington, very believable. Like, he... I wanted to fight him. I wanted to square up, square up with him. For sure. But I think that's because he's such a good actor. Yes, like, that's what I we're be- I believed it. He was giving me body language. Mm-hmm. He was giving me dancing. Uh, he was giving... He cried. There was tears. Cried. There was yelling. I was there scared. There was a fight scene with the air. That was my favorite scene by far. Him it fighting felt the like air. a musical at that point. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really enjoyed that. Um... But yeah, they both, and and honestly, I really also, I'm a big person and like, I'm really trying to see what kind of like on screen chemistry you have. Yeah. At some parts I was like, I don't feel like, 
I mean, I guess because Zendaya was always, or Marie in the movie was always seeming like to think of like her next comeback. Like, I don't think she ever really like relinquished the soft, to the soft moments. Like I never really felt like Marie was really like trying to get freaky deaky with him. You know what I'm saying? Like she was pissed. <laughs> she was very pissed. But no, the one moment I believed it is when she was talking shit. On the couch, like when they were like kind of like making out uh-huh. or whatever, and then when he was like, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom and be back," okay, and then she flipped it again. Oh, like, every time they got intimate, I was nervous because I knew she <laughs> like was like gonna said, be it mad. Was a trigger. <laughs> I knew she was gonna be angry again. Like they yeah. would never pass first base or second base or whatever because she was gonna be like, "And another thing." Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Remember that. One time, like yeah. it was, it was, it was triggering. But overall, their acting was amazing, and I also was not sure, like a, a two-person movie, one location, mm-hmm. one night, like mm-hmm. would that get boring? Like would they bring me up and down? They but had to, like, and the, the I pacing think, was amazing. Yes. We we needed those. Soft moments of intimacy to like whew, calm down, right, right, just so we could ramp back up. Yeah, um, yeah, the acting was on point. It was really just a series of really crazy, beautiful monologues. Like yeah. I noticed that whenever one person was like really going in full force, there wasn't a lot of talking from the other person. Yeah. Like you. I feel like sometimes in arguments, whether in real life or depicted on screen, there's a lot of like, it's a shouting match. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, there were long stints of just one person talking. And I love that. Which I really appreciated. And then there was the extremely long one. I mean, I want to time it, but it had to be like three or four minutes of just him outside. Like she said, that was an argument totally with yourself. Mm-hmm. But it was such a beautiful display of like his commitment and dedication to his work and yeah. what he truly believes in. And I, I I really just enjoyed, like, there was a lot of artistic value, I think, to be taken away from this movie. I loved that it was in black and white. I mean, you it said was, you wanted to see it in color. I, I, well, I just wanted to see, like, the set decoration in color. That's yeah. it. But I think the black and white kind of isolated everything so you could only focus on these two people and only focus on the dialogue like the black and white the one set you know no other characters like really isolated everything that we were supposed to be paying attention to and it was a fight amongst this one couple yeah and i don't know what it's called when you have one camera, like you're not cutting between two cameras, Mm -hmm. but the one camera is like literally moving from person to person. Mm -hmm. That was also really fun. And shout out to the the DP, the cinematographer. I really should have looked that up before we started podcasting. We'll link it, source it We'll link it. It was stated a million times that they shot this during quarantine with just 22 people. Mm -hmm. So that had to have been a very like tight knit group of super talented people yeah. to pull this off. Yeah. So I mean, shout out to all of them because they did their fucking thing. Like the looks were on point, the cinematography was on point, the decoration was on mm-hmm. point, the music. Oh, the music. The music was great. The music. The music was probably one of my favorite parts and like the third character. Cause yeah. when she played that song by Dionne Warwick, uh-huh. um, 
I forgot what it was called. Like, leave, leave him. him. Yeah. It was so perfect. Because he's sitting there like, all right, bitch, I hear you. Yeah. Like, but he did the same exact thing when he was playing whatever he was playing. And he was sitting on the couch and it was like an apology to her. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, the third the third character. The third the character. Sure. All the things I, I want to say that I haven't already said or I just can't find the words to mm-hmm. say. All, I have a lot of other me nasty words, but yeah. take this little soft song yeah. to represent how I feel. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I I got nothing bad to say about the movie other than that I felt like they were just very toxic. I do have I there was one part that made me sad and mm-hmm. I think it made Marie sad too. The bathtub when he was talking about all the different women uh-huh. that played a role in his film. And I wanna know if you want to know about the past women in your current partners like the women of your current partner's past. I'll be thinking I wanna know, but I probably don't. I I sometimes I feel like Sometimes I feel like, and I'm just basing this off of the relationship that I'm in now. Like, I think that some things that have happened with certain people, like there are some events or some instances that have taken place that really kind of have formulated this person's character. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting and sometimes helpful to know those specific details or maybe not even too specific, but like there was a thing that happened with this person and fucked me up or, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. now I can't blah, 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 blah. Or now I'm always blah, blah, blah. You know, I think those are good things to know when they need, when they need to be known, you know, but, but for the most part, like, no, I don't need to know about like, you don't know, you don't want to know shit. I don't want to know. No. What about you? Sometimes I be wanting to know. I want to know, but I don't want to know. But for the most part, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Yeah. I don't really care. Like. I don't necessarily want to know about them because I feel like if they were still significant, they would be here right now. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, "Mm, I don't care. don't want to know. I mean, maybe I'm curious about some things. Like, I wonder if you've done this with her. (laughs) Or like, I wonder how how that person reacted to this really annoying thing that you do. Uh, uh Like, has this been an issue? Have... Have you done this with other people? Because it's still very annoying right now. Something like mm, that. Like, okay. I want to know stuff like that, but I don't ever want to know about her. I really think I related to Marie when she said, you know, when we're walking down the red carpet, I'm trying to be the best girlfriend you ever had. So mm-hmm. it's like, even if I don't know, it's like I am trying to make sure that I... I don't want to say outperform, but I'm in, I'm in this competition that I've made up in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be the significant one from here on out. Like, but wouldn't you just assume that you are since you're there? I would, but I guess the reality may be like everybody can't be everything for one person. Right. So I think 
yes, I'm there. So I'm the more significant person, but I know that I have my shortcomings, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm always, not always wondering. I don't want to say it like I obsess over anything, yeah. but sometimes it can cross your mind. Like, was there an ex or another person who did this better or who was more clean and didn't drive him crazy with like not ever picking up her shit you know Uh what I'm saying like does this bother him so much that it's gonna make him leave one day or you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I'm just like those kinds of things it's like I can't be perfect in every aspect just because he's with me right now Mm. so I don't know I think yeah like it does question mind like okay when I have the bandwidth or when I'm like completely focused or zeroed in on like trying to be a better partner, I'm like, yeah, it does cross my mind. Like I want to make sure that I, he, he, he is happy about the decision that has been made. Like Mm -hmm. he's happy about the fact that he chose to be with me and not perhaps anybody else in his past okay, or any other opportunity, you know, like to be with anybody else. All right, I, f- I find that interesting. I think, I think, um, I don't know if that's considered a jealousy thing. It probably is, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say definitely, yes. <laughs> Maybe I think it's not the past that, that I question, it's probably the future, like where I line up with the stuff or the present, mm-hmm. like the all the players right now, mm-hmm. you know, not. Not them hoes in the past, but, like, the right now people that you know, like, is there competition there? Mm, I guess that is, or or I guess because I feel like, I think I do a really good job of being the best right now person. Okay. And I think that I also, ooh, do I want to wear that? <laughs> Okay, what I think, you about to say? What you about to say? Okay, about I don't know. Say? We might have to edit this out. But okay. I, I think that, and I don't know if a, a lot of other people do this too. But when I'm dating someone or when we're courting, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing the best and the most. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm never just like the chill ass girl. Like I'm the most fun. I'm the most down. Like yeah, adventure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> let's go hiking. Yeah, let's whatever. Like whatever you want to do, we're gonna do whatever I want to do. Like hopefully you want to do it. <laughs> hopefully you want to do it because you're doing it. It's just like, and then when you get into a relationship, maintaining that like what I did to get you here, can you keep that up to keep him here kind of thing? You know what this I mean? Is, like, this is why you can't be doing the most, doing at, the the most? T- at the at the front end. Like, are you doing the most? Ma- and, maybe, and maybe my approach is fucked up too because I'm like, well, this is me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> these are the things I'm really not into. I don't give a fuck about no, this no, stuff. Think- and this is stuff that I'm down for or I like or I'm interested in. But I'm not going to like, I'm not going to, Put on my on my sparkliest best. You know, I'm going to do something, but not like over my limit, just to seem like right. And I think that that's the better option. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like even if I wasn't, I think that just like in regular everyday shit, mm-hmm. like it's just like okay, we're going out, we're having a good time. But then once you're in a relationship, it's like. No one can sustain like being out all the time because yeah. it's like you then have to get out of that bubble of like we're dating and it's the honeymoon phase and like 
we're out dancing and having a great time. Like, what is it like when we're just the two of us sitting on the couch? Like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that part, or I've always felt, and I think we've talked about this before. It's like, it feels like just just the regular me, like what you're saying, like, is that going to be enough? That that's it for me. That's it for me. Like right here, right now, me right now. Like, Am I better than these other bitches right. in your life? Yeah, like, and, and it's like, of course, uh, girls, women, whatever. They're not bitches. They're not all bitches. They're not all, bitches, but most of some them of are. them are. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's like it's not that any part of that is unreal or untrue because a bitch is gonna turn up at a function. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's like my insecurity lies in if. I'm not the bitch that's turning up at the function. Is he still going to be interested when I just like come home from work and I'm exhausted and I don't want to pick up nothing and I don't want to clean. I just want to like chill. Like, is that enough? You know? Okay. I don't know how we got here. I don't know, but I I have another question. Um, Yes. I think we've covered some of the relationship stuff, Mm -hmm. but how much of your career or your partner's career, like, infiltrates your relationship. Because <laughs> that's that, I feel like that was like the antithesis of the fight. It was because of work and him leaving her out of his work in some form or fashion. Um, It's funny because I recently just kind of had a conversation similar to this with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you feel like this, well, whatever. It doesn't matter what I yeah, say. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, okay, okay, okay. I just was like, do you kind of feel like, to answer your question, yes. let me back up. Back it on up. I do think that specifically my career is a heavy hitter in our relationship because it absolutely dictates, because it's not just a career I'm an entrepreneur. So it like dictates. Oh, you're a boss bitch. Yeah, I'm trying to be. Okay. Okay. And it dictates like. ULLC Twitter. Yes, exactly. So it dictates like how we spend our money, how we spend our days, like what we can and can't do. You know what I mean? And a lot of times because I'm just me, I'm just one person and I'm self-made, like I need him to help me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times I think he gets roped in and I, my question to him was like, does that feel like a burden to you? Like, does my career, and this is before the movie, you know, like literally the day before I was like, does it feel like I am just like, everything's always about me and my career and my job. Right. Um, His response was no, but we're two different people. Or he was like, yes. Mm-hmm. But we're two different people. He was like, I don't need every, I don't need that much attention. You mm-hmm. know, like he was like, I'm happy to be with you, and I don't need like to be swirling around doing the most. He was like, yeah. but that's you. That's what your pursuit is, and as long as you're happy, whatever, whatever. Um, but I don't feel like it has negatively affected our relationship mm-hmm. because the outcome has been just positive so far. Yeah. So. I don't know. What was the question? (laughs) Do you feel like your career is, how much of your career is involved, is intertwined with your relationship? In that regard a lot. Like, like he doesn't work with me on, 
the main like meat and potatoes of my career, but he does play a big part in other parts of my career. Like mm-hmm. he is my like <laughs> my number one, like I need help with this. Can you put this up? Can you help me do this? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I think it does play a part. My hope is that it's not like daunting or dragging him down. Like we, some Yeah, like we saw in this in this depicted in the film. Like mm-hmm. I would hope that it's not to that extent. Um but this is the first time that that has ever been the case. In previous relationships you've never it, the two have never crossed paths. Mm-mm. No. I'm starting to see more and more that <laughs> I don't know what dating someone, like, how, the person, whoever I end up with, if they are not in the same field as me, they have to like me enough to never see me. (laughs) Like, I don't feel like it would be a situation, like, that that person is going to have to be extremely understanding and, like, Mm. cool with Mm -hmm. the bare minimum. Which sucks, which is why. Okay, but which wait, is why okay, I'm but like, wait. So what? What the way your schedule is now, at this point in your career, you think it it is always. Gonna I be could this way. not date anyone right now. Uh-huh. Right now, where how uh-huh. I couldn't date them. They'd never see me. If they saw me, like I would like half my brain is gonna be at work. Half of it is gonna be with them, mm-hmm. or it will be like, oh, okay. Shit is gonna go down. I'll holler at you in a month. Ugh. You know what I mean. I'll 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 text you every now and then, but there's gonna be some days where you don't hear from me, or a week or two where you definitely don't hear from me and you don't see me, or you know, like I'm just not as available as I would like to be. So what if in a you had a person? What if you dated a person that was also maybe not in your career, but also equally like. I'm over here doing, I'm all over the place too, baby. Like, <laughs> like would that be a more that would, ideal arrangement? Maybe, but not for me because of what I want in a person. You know okay, what I so mean? Okay, so you want a person that's in your industry so that you can see them often. That's not what you're saying. Or the, it's more of the understanding. Okay. The understanding of the dynamics of the job and like... Right, that's what I'm saying. So... If there was another person who understood because they equally lived, have, on, yeah, yeah, like a very demanding schedule, that might could work. That might could work. But like I said, like when I'm ready, <laughs> I'm gonna feel some time. I don't want to feel neglected either. Like if we're both movers and shakers, and when do we see each other ever? Like I think I want one of us to be stable. Uh- or what you mean by that? Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I have, I have, I have contradicted myself okay. in like three sentences. Okay, I'm saying right now I don't think it would work because I am not a, st- I'm not stable. Like I don't stable. Ha- what? Do, that's a catch-all term. What do you mean? Maybe by I that? mean consistent. Consistent. Yeah. With your time. Yeah. You're, you're not available. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying consistent schedule, like, like you, I know you're going to be home every day around, like, between the hours of five to seven. Yeah. I can expect you being home. Yeah, yeah. When am I home? (laughs) (laughs) 
when can you expect to see me? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I'll be asking Chris a word every day. Have like, you seen have Bethany? You see exactly. Is Bethany home? Exactly. Like, you. this is also why I can't get a dog. Because that dog yeah. would never see me. Like, I don't think it's fair to someone else. Okay, Ooh. so then what does that future look like? So then are you saying by default, you feel like your future partner has to be someone that is in the same field as you so that you can inevitably like cross paths? I, well, I only say the same industry field because they're the level of understanding of what's the the job. A lot of jobs are taxing like a, that. A lot of jobs are taxing. Like physicians are gone all the time. All, yes. You know? But I think a physician dating another physician, they can understand better like but what the job is. But what's to understand other than just the fact that your your schedule is, you're always tied up. What, el- what else is there to understand? The, the schedule, the, the needs that other people ha- or the expectations other people have of you and your time mm-hmm. or that I have of other people in their time. Like just the just the way the shit works. Like I if I were to date a doctor, like you guys would like have a very similar schedule probably. We would probably have a if similar you, If you like okay, let's say you're dating like a let's say you're dating like an ER physician. Mm-hmm. You're probably gonna have some very like similar. This person's like really? on call, working night shifts at some point. You know what I'm saying? Maybe having to go to conferences and travel. Mm-hmm. So it's like the demands can be the same in other careers. Yeah, but I also think that's why a lot of doctors get date together. Doctors. Why a lot of lawyers date lawyers? Like. There's a there's a compatibility and a understanding of your specific field, mm-hmm. which is why I guess it would work better. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Some of those relationships don't work either. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's impossible. Like, so what? I'm so not saying it's do impossible. you? So you're saying okay? So you said you if you feel like uh, you just think it would work better dating someone in that industry or yeah. industry adjacent. Yeah, definitely. I I do think like the um are you fine with that prospect? Like if that's what you think about dating for you, do you feel like okay with that? Dating someone in my industry? Mm-hmm. Um yes and no because and and this is what I was thinking while I was watching this movie mm-hmm. because of that because of her proximity to like what he does, there was that like competitive mm. that you you not appreciating my involvement uh, in your shit yeah. just because it's your shit. Like there's a little bit of that. I, I, there was a brief moment I talked to somebody that kind of did what I did or like was in the same field, <laughs> uh-huh. and it felt very competitive. Okay. And I'm like, no, bro, like Ugh, yeah, <laughs> I'm I not. Like that. I'm not your competition. Like yeah. I'm here to bounce ideas off mm-hmm. or anything. But if I want to do something, you don't have to compare with me. Yeah, you know. So I think that's where it could be problematic. I wonder how people get around that because, like, you probably meant, like, ego you- maturity, like. Yeah, ego death. <laughs> ego death. Like I yeah. feel like, like you said, like you brought up a good point. A lot of doctors date a lot of doctors. I think too that often they do come together as a collaborative force. Like you yeah. see 
husband and wife practices opening up mm-hmm. or like partners in law firms or yeah. whatever, what have you. That way you kind of like eliminate the competition. You know, you eliminate <laughs> you the join, possibility. You join, yeah, you join forces. forces. You build. <laughs> right. You grow and build. Like, you become a unit. I'm a by myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I'm a force when we're together. Yeah, it's one of those vibes. Is like, that I, Neo? I think that's Neo and Fabulous. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Oh, Fabulous. Well, anyway, like... That's all I'm saying. Like, I I could see the benefits of Mm -hmm. being with someone that has your same career or field of work. Mm -hmm. But I could definitely see it going wrong, too. How do you win in this game? I don't know. I mean, I think if anything we could take from this damn movie, you learn how to fight in a healthy way. Mm. The ego death that you mentioned, like, that's a big one. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, as much as I hated that she would, and another thing, him, Uh it's probably a good idea to just bring it up. Like, while we're here. Yeah. There's something that's been bothering me. You know what I mean? Like, being honest with your emotions and your feelings. Yeah. I think, I am, I think what stood out to me is how the delivery was all wrong. Like, I think, like I said in the beginning, Everything that was said, mostly everything that was said, probably needed to be said. Mm-hmm. But it was like, like I think the most important thing for me was the fact that it's like, y'all just doing it all wrong. Like, I'm sure it felt good to just be like, mm-hmm. I fucking hate you! Like, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. really just like, get it out. But what came of that? Y'all just fought until you fell asleep. Like, until you were so tired. They yeah. were so tired. <laughs> He was drunk by the end of it. Like, I just couldn't imagine fighting for, like, two, three hours. And that's another thing. And not coming to a resolution. I can't fight. If I'm completely sober, I cannot fight with a drunk person. No. No. That was probably the one thing that was not realistic. Because he was drinking, but he was very... There was a lot of clarity in his arguments. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, that's not That's real. not realistic. Five Because he whiskeys probably in. was drinking at the after party. Yeah. Like, and she was stone cold sober. For her benefit. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a former addict, you yeah. probably should be sober. Yeah. Like, I think she leads a sober lifestyle. And I, I picked up on the fact that this, that she was practicing sobriety when he was like, yeah, I saw you standing across the room with your cranberry and soda. I was like, oh, but she's sober. Yeah. I was like, that's a dead ass giveaway. Nobody's drinking cranberry and soda for real. Not not (laughs) unless they're trying not to drink alcohol. (laughs) Um, I will say like outside of the movie, these are the these are the things that have been critiqued because oh yes I looked up like there is a very large part of the movie where he's talking about um, the reviews the reviews are in the reviews yeah, are yeah, in yeah. you know so let me just read a few headlines okay, from ahead. some of the reviews on this movie uh-huh. from Vulture the utter emotional inauthenticity of Netflix's Malcolm and Marie uh-huh. from The Atlantic. Malcolm Marie is an art. It's a meltdown. From Yahoo News. John David Washington and and Zendaya can't decide if Malcolm and Marie belong together. This is bad. 
Um, let's see. You have <laughs> Malcolm and Marie on Netflix. Zendaya and John David Washington deserve a better film. <gasps> Really? Yes. Malcolm and Marie, the double-edged sword of hype. The from The Guardian, how using a black actor to vent white frustration sinks Malcolm and Marie. So, this movie was written and directed by Sam Levinson, the same guy who did Euphoria. Mm-hmm. So, obviously him and Zendaya are like, you know, mm-hmm. creative partners. But yeah, he, it was written by a white man starring two black actors who both talked heavily about other black filmmakers. Mm-hmm. And the way it was written, knowing that it was written by a white man mm-hmm. and the, some of the things that Malcolm is saying, it makes me wonder, like, is this how you feel about black direct? Like, do you feel like you... I don't know. I don't want to put words into his mouth, but this is just a just an observation Mm -hmm. without delving deeply into his career Uh or his politics or anything but it's just like are you using black people to as a vehicle to criticize other black filmmakers or to say that you can do their genre just as good as them um um potentially I could see totally how he could be using black people to like air his grievances with black filmmaking and I'm trying to think about, I'm trying to think about what Washington's character was saying throughout the movie and his criticism of white people's lens, the lens of whiteness on black filmmakers. Yes. It's, it's so it's convoluted. And I, I just can't, I'm trying to really pinpoint like what it is that Sam Levinson, Sam Levinson could have been trying to say. I can't, I don't know that I can sort through the murk. Critiquing himself. It's kind of like a, like um, is he critiquing white filmmaking? That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to understand. I have it's, to think it's about kind that of a like a, a mind meld. Like this is this is almost too meta for me to really <laughs> understand. Right, you are speaking through a black actor playing a black filmmaker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's 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 a little. It's a lot to like unpack. If you will, I buzzword mean, I unpack. Think- I will say there were some things that when Malcolm was talking about not everything that I have to do has to be political and politics is exhausting. I really, and the deepest part of me related to that sentiment. Yeah. And although I know like, like Zendaya's character said, Marie, she was like, I think Angela Davis would disagree with you. Everything you do is political yes. because you're black. Yes. I agree with that, but it's so frustrating that it has to be that way. The truth is frustrating. The truth is very frustrating and it, it does become very exhausting. Like, and I can understand the sentiment behind like, I just want to do something without having to explain like this political skew or like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like why this is important to blackness and black filmmaking and like why this movie is important in the, in the race for equality. Like 
I can understand that being frustrating. And then as a white man to write that, I wonder if he feels like he can't appreciate black writers, actors, directors, because there's always a racial, like, yeah, there's always a racial slight. You know what I'm saying? It's or, like, or even what I'm hoping is that he feels as though I'm hoping that he feels as though black films aren't they're not um, critiqued equally mm-hmm. as with other white films because of the fact that it's always going to be political yeah. or it's always going to be, you know, a black film, a black film. Right, 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 right. Just like, because a black person made it. But he can't, as a white person, you can't say that he about a black film. That, but Malcolm can. But Malcolm can say John David Washington can. Yeah. So I, I, I want to know more about the process. Maybe I'll research that later. I don't know. But I want to know more about his writing process. Like, who were your contributors? Mm-hmm. Did you talk to your black filmmaker friends mm-hmm. like are you trying to be a voice for them and if so why is this a was... white savior thing yeah which was touched on in the movie exactly well? like that is the only part like knowing about the production of this of this how this film came about is what's like making me yeah you know if i just take the story in itself that's one thing right but when right. i start thinking about like who is the person who yeah. created it and directed it like uh, what are you, what do are you, you trying to say? Do you think that it's appropriate for non-black writers to write black characters and black stories? No. And and that's another thing. I don't feel like it's impossible. And, I, and you know... So you think it's, it's fine for that to be the case? I think it's fine as long as black filmmakers and writers are also getting the the recognition for doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be like, oh my God, Sam wrote these black characters and this is such a like amazing film when there's so many black people that do the same thing mm-hmm. and they don't get the same mm-hmm. recognition. recognition for you know, yeah. there's that. And also, of course, you can write for black people if black people have to write for white people and Asian people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... This wasn't, there was definitely some touches on their cultural and like racial, like race did play a part in a this movie. A huge part. Yes, it did. But the other part of it is a couple having a bite. Yes. You know, right. anybody could have. Malcolm and Marie could have been Latino. Like, yeah, Latinx. I think it was. They could have been anything. I think that was. It was more a couple having a fight to me than it was anything political. Like, of course, Malcolm had his, like, spiel about politics in movie making and mm-hmm. filmmaking, but that felt really far removed from the task at hand. Like, right. y'all that, are really going in on each that other. That wasn't right a now. part of the argument. That I mean, that was an argument with the industry. That was an argument with the industry and it was also probably the one thing that they saw eye to eye on yes. throughout the whole entire movie. That's the one thing they agreed on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to make of that, but you know, it's something to chew on, it's something to think about. Mm-hmm. Um it's important to note, I think, uh 
But other than that, it was a great film. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I haven't because I knew we were going to talk about it, so I didn't want to read too much of like other people's like thoughts and think pieces and analysis on the movie because yeah. I didn't want them to like color color it for I me. I, I, I simply read the the headlines. Yeah, I didn't want to get too deep into reviews. But I did know Sam was a white man, mm-hmm. and he wrote and directed this movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, also something else to note is that Zendaya, John David Washington, produced it. Kid Cudi, executive, produced it. Yeah. I'm still trying to understand how that happened. And then everybody that was on the crew got a part of the film shares, mm-hmm. so they're all gonna make money off of this. As film. they should. And I, I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Like, you know, it. I don't think it's something that happens often. Mm-hmm. And maybe they could do it because it was such a small crew. Mm-hmm. But to think about all the people that it takes to make a film, like, that is a thank you. Right. Like, the, the theme of the movie is to always show your appreciation <laughs> and gratitude. Yes. Yes. And they definitely did that with, their crew. Well, I think it probably could be done on most movies. Most movies make several millions of dollars. Yeah. Like box office hits. Why Hundreds not? of millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalism. Basically. And slavery. And slavery. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's speaking of slavery, it's oh, Black no. History Month. Happy Black History Month. Happy like... Black History Month. We started it with a black film made by a white man. <laughs> We're We're doing doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing amazing. Um, Well, yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Um, I don't have anything else to say. I really enjoyed it. Give me a one out of ten. What's your rating? (sighs) (laughs) The movie overall. Not we're not breaking (sighs) shit out of it. Over everything that we talked about. I feel so much pressure. Good. I would give it like probably like I I would give it like an eight out of ten. Okay. I would give it an eight out of ten. This is the kind of movie that I like. Like I am a person that becomes very emotional during movies and I get exhausted really easily. Like I told you at one point I was like, I'm not going to be able to last through this movie Mm -hmm. because I get heavily, like, I don't want to say involved, (laughs) involved, or I feel like super empathetic, but like, like I can't watch super violent movies, Mm -hmm. like scary movies stress me the fuck out. So just a movie that takes, makes me feel something and also really beautiful to look at. Like, that to me really stood out. Like, how much I enjoyed just, like, watching the film itself. Mm-hmm. So, for those reasons, the acting was on point. I give it an 8 out of 10, too. Yeah. I, I'll never watch it again. I probably won't watch it again for quite some time. And if I watch it again, it's to, like, either show somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's watch this shit. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. But I don't know if I would... It's not going to be one of those go-to movies. It's not going to be my Wedding Crashers. It's not that. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. It's not going to be anything like putting me to sleep. Nope. 
no. no. God, no. This is purely a movie to watch so we can have some Discuss. commentary. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, guys, if you guys want to discuss or add your commentary, <laughs> you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod, Instagram at Lemon Pepper, or sorry, Facebook and Twitter at Lemon Pepper Wet, Instagram at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod, and email at Lemon Pepper Wet Pod at gmail.com. I know. I got through it though. <laughs> What's your Instagram? My Instagram is at C D O T Andrews. And mine is at Bethane the Drug. Till next time, guys.